Hey, sick and wrong. This is Rick from San Diego. Uh, I lurk on the forums under the name Science Damn You. Uh, you guys ever notice how much you love your friends when you're drinking with them, but you realize when you drink with your family you hate them? God, I hate my family. Activate my girly horse dick. Initiate Jukla. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, G. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. So, Wackerly, what'd you think of that uh, brand new intro? It ruled. <laughs> so, it was sent in by uh, a UK, a limey, a guy from the UK, a limey here named Matt. Matt says, not the greatest intro in the world, but since you've been playing loads recently, what the fuck, Matt? <laughs> and then he includes a postscript here. What do sex and banking have in common? Um, I don't know. You lose interest as you withdraw. It's true. <laughs> that is it's true. true. You know, I Matt, love I love bank tellers. I have a super crush on bank tellers. On bank tellers? Yeah. I like how in the, in a, or not San, a crush, a fetish for bank tellers. You know, in San Francisco, if you notice, there's a lot of hot like Filipino. Chicks. They're all Filipino. <laughs> they're all Filipino, but they're they're hot. Be, I go yeah. to Bank of America, and I'm just I, always like, wow, these chicks are hot. The banks just they discriminate in hiring. They're not going to hire some like ugly mope to be up at the counter. Do you like, see you need, more? And women they make them dress nicely at the counter, or men. Eh, being San Francisco, it's 50-50. There's a lot of gay dudes back there. Some straight dudes, too, I guess. But there's always one or two. No You're what. biased, though, because you live in San Francisco. Because I was in Detroit, and uh, the, the tellers there were lacking. They weren't lacking no, no, in size. No, I've always had this. You've always had this bank teller <laughs> Yeah, fetish. even in Michigan. I mean, you, may, you okay, you went to one bank that had some ugly tellers. That doesn't disprove my point. Are you like, tell me about that cash-saving CD again? <laughs> Well, because there's that big, whatever you call it, the desk. They can't see what you're doing with your penis. It's interesting that you have this fetish for for bank tellers, whereas I have a fetish for bank humor. Uh Uh-huh. I I, I think it's kind of funny. It's your heritage. Yeah. I think that that might be why. Did you hear the one about the shekel? (laughs) (laughs) So, Matt, thank you for sending in that intro, and we encourage other people to send that intro. Uh, you you say it's not the greatest. It might need a little bit of work. I think it needs a little bit of music, a music bed. Yeah. But as far as the sound effects and its delivery, I thought it was dead on. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was I'll, very evocative. I'll use that again in the future. So uh, thank you, Matt, for sending that in. So actually, uh, uh, we kind of saw a lot of each other over this weekend. So I don't want to say how's the weekend because I kind of know because I was right. over at your house for right. we were nine produ- hours. We were productive. Nine hours working on the Sick and Wrong website. How do you like working on Sick and Wrong on your days off? Um, I don't. <laughs> what What are your sentiments on that? Funny. You You thought it was funny when I was like, "Well, we're going to the liquor store," and you were like, "Why?" And I was like, "To get beer." <laughs> and you were like incredulous that we were going to be drinking. Two you just thought the- we were, I was going to sit there and be like, "Well, the web design is a." Uh- Dude, I was like down to business. I wanted to get get in. 
work on that, put up a new working website, and then be out. How did that work out for you? You know, we spent nine hours, you screaming at your computer, yeah, me looking at at uh, Facebook and porn in the other room on your laptop right. and listening to you scream because and then you telling me to do, out <laughs> telling me to do things that were completely impossible at the stage that we were at. That was fun. You, you when know, I couldn't even like get the color to be right. You know, wackily, and you're like, I'm, well, let's get a pop up uh, flash animation over here and blah 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 blah. I'm nonplussed at your skills as a web designer, and uh, I feel that it's an area that I think you could increase your knowledge in. No, I don't want and- to. <laughs> I never said I was a web designer. <laughs> Well, I figured, I designed the old side. That's the extent. That's the utmost extent of my capability. Right, you're an engineer. That's that's kind of an engineering thing to do. We have software engineers in my work. They're engineers. Right. You're so an why engineer. Why did you get one of them to come over? You're an engineer. You should know this stuff. Not the same. I'm kind. an idea man. I come <laughs> up with uh, with ideas for this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do web design with your codes and your yeah well, malarkey. As people can see, the website. <laughs> It was different for a couple of days, and now it's Dude, back, it was a back total, to the it old. It was a total abortion. It was an abortion. <laughs> There's nothing else I'd call that except for me and Wackley an abortion on Saturday. We it, spent- it wasn't, I think an abortion would have been faster. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call like an extended, you know, you know abortion? A drawn-out pro- pregnancy. Prolonged abortion. A prolonged abor- abortion. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, like if spent- an abortion took, you know, longer than the longest labor session ever. Because well, it really wasn't just Saturday. I mean, this went on sort of for the beginning of the week, too. We still thought we were going to Until make we just aborted it completely. Right. So what we did is we put up, I don't know, a couple of people might have uh, been precocious and went and checked out the website earlier, figured it out. Uh, we put up like a WordPress kind of blog thing going on, because that seems yeah. to be the hip, trendy thing to do with right. podcast yeah, there websites. Right, commenting, and some people put some comments on it. And, like you know, people. I wouldn't mind pursuing something like that. But the blog that we put up just sucked. It sucked. It looked like shit. It was just kind of we didn't even know how to like make the proper column width. No, and then and when you the would color we scheme. would we would make changes and it would look one way on a, one computer and a totally different way on the other computer, and then you have to like clear your cache, and then all my fucking porn website passwords are gone. <laughs> and I have to go find those again because I cleared the cache and they in my have internet these browser. Tutorials with this like sardonic hipster dude that's oh, like, oh, I don't this even is think so he's easy. A you can, you know, but he made it seem like he's like, I'm going to teach you some web skills, homie. Oh yeah, like yeah you, with all comments. these like little God, hipster so comments in the sides, it's so aggravating. And when you're trying to learn a piece of software or figure out a problem with a piece of software, the worst way to go about doing it is to watch a video. Because what you do is you end up watching an eight minute video and being like, "Oh, there eight minutes are gone. That didn't solve my that didn't solve my problem at all." And you can figure it out with what he, I mean, yeah, you could if you have like a, a knowledge of CSS and other website <laughs> programming, but it's just whatever. So regardless, we ended up just aborting the whole thing and just. I think at one point I made the background of the entire website black because I totally fucked up and uploaded the wrong thing and I couldn't change it. So now now I think the website just kind of looks exactly the same. There's just no serial killer background. Oh, that was the best part. Yeah, whatever. How long did you I, stay how long did you take making that serial killer background back in the day? I don't know. It was a while. It was a collage. It was a work of art. Well, it was a collage, and then you, you know, you you adjusted the tones. So, so it was, so it was all kind of pink. Pink? why was it pink? Because it's when serial killers, you know, I, I was pink. going for the, I'm seeing red, but the red was too dark, so I was thinking, 
All right, we're, we're, we're seeing pink. I'm sure John Wayne Gacy saw pink. Yeah. <laughs> when he killed. Yeah. But he no, liked boys, you know, though, not women. It, the, the pink was horrible. <laughs> it was just like the color scheme was... The whole website sucks. But so here's the thing, We're though. redesigning a new website. It's coming up soon. We might try and get so, some ad- assistance. We might have some assistance. There's been some offers lately, so... But yeah. there's a consolation. What, what, what's the consolation? The website... The new website failed, but I came up with a new slide whistle sound. Check this out. It's interesting, Wackerly, that uh, you came up with that sound. better than a website sound. any day. It almost sounds like you're making those noises with your anus. My anus? Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> I wish sound, I could make that noise. It totally anus. sounds like you're like making the, like that noise with your anus. Which, no. if you could do it's something like that, I would think you're almost as great of a great of a performer as another performer I recently heard about this weekend. Who's that? Have you ever heard of Le Petomain? I think one of the most talented performers that ever existed in the 20th century. Uh, no, I haven't heard of him. Actually, uh, I did because I sent this to you. I saw it on a blog. <laughs> yeah, you did. You forwarded it to me on, on Sunday. But Let's just get this ru- rid of this ruse. We, we're not web developers. I'm not really that great at the slide whistle. But it did and, sound and we talked like... about the story before the podcast started. Wackily, quit shattering your illusions. <laughs> you know, there's no magic with you. I'm done with the magic. If you were... No, seriously. Our you prolonged be, abortion session fire has you. jaded me. Walt Disney would fire you. He'd be like, dude, you're, you're, you, you would be like the type <laughs> of guy that would be like, you know what? This is absurd that a mouse could train brooms to carry water and dance around. This is a, absolutely a preposterous. I would be happy to be fi- fired by Walt Disney. He's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> he was. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to discard the ruse here and uh, just talk Let's about just talk this. About it. Just talk about this entertainer who I'm uh, quite impressed with, and I feel that there will be no, there will never be another entertainer that will emulate this type of magic, this type of we'll performance. We'll see about that. So, uh, Le Petomain, I'm probably not pronouncing it right, was a French flatulist, mm-hmm. a professional oui, farter. Oui. Yes, which I don't think there are many. His uh, real name here, his Christian name, is Joseph Pujol, and uh, his name Petomain, his pseudonym. Combine the French word péter, which means to fart, with the word main, which means maniac, roughly translates into fartaholic. <laughs> and that he was a fartaholic. Okay. Um, Petal Main. The reason uh, I think that blog pointed it out is because Johnny Depp's considering making a movie and acting and, and uh, portraying that character. He's got to see the script first. <laughs> Well, I think he he was just discussing it. There was also a musical that came out called Le Fartista, which uh, won Best Musical Award in 2006. And there's a book, which I'm going to, have it to won, pick wait, up. Wait, it won what? It won the Best Musical Award. <laughs> it's like, that's not an award. That's a just generic description of an award. Like the French, is that's it like Tony. the French Tony? Isn't that Tony? No, we'll you know, say you Tony know then. It was the Tony the, for Best Musical. They don't specify. I was looking in the Wikipedia. Uh-huh. New York Fringe Festival. So it won oh, okay. the New so York didn't Fringe the Festival Tony. Best Music Award. It, it wasn't a Tony. <laughs> I Although say, I, I would have let, I would have given this a Tony if I was I'd go and see that me. before I'd see the stupid Green Day musical. Or Avenue. I don't Avenue know what, Q or uh, whatever. Oh, that one? I'd see that. Game I'd see that over the Green Day musical. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, there, there's also a book that was recently written called It's a Gas by Eugene Silverman and Eric Rabkini. Mm. And uh, it's all about the life of Le Petomain, Joseph Pujol. Mm-hmm. 
He's a hero, gentle, loving father, a noble and steadfast friend, a successful and generous businessman, and a great stage entertainer. But the beauty of what he could do, what he did, is he mastered the art of the fart. <laughs> and I feel, dude, I feel like that's an appreciation that's lost in today's culture. You have, believe me, I revere Howard Stern. Yeah, but, he's got a farter on there, but he has lots of farters that come on, and I think they just kind of. They're just farting down. for the sake they're, of a They're fit. farting for Fart. the sake of farting to be offensive. Right. They're not farting as, as, as an art form. Or Howard Stern will often have somebody, like, the, the farter will squat right over the face of a farty as punishment for losing a bet or something. Or if a woman wants breast implants, he'll have, like, yeah. one of the farters fart in her face for, like, right. an hour. And, yeah, it's okay, really not explaining these the guys art can of farting. fart on command, but they, they don't have, they've never achieved true mastery of the anus. Tone and pitch and uh, thrust. Leigh Petomain had a mutant farting ability. I mean, right. This guy's like the X-Man of farts. Uh-huh. Like, seriously. He could fart as often and as frequently as he wished. His farts were completely odorless. As other people used That's them... That's a power I would like to have. Yeah. Well, odorless technically, farts. Technically, it's, it's not... Is it really a fart? Is the fart just the noise? No, it's the whole ball. It's the gestalt of everything. It's the well, sound... The sound, the, the smell, feeling. the feeling, the smell. Yeah. So you're saying if, if there's the vibration, smell, if somebody's sitting on, if somebody's sitting on the same couch as you, like your girlfriend, the vibration is part. I of I thought it if too. it's if it's the expulsion of air out of your asshole, it's a fart. You're trying to break it. You're trying to say if it doesn't smell, it's semantics. Is it, it's is semantics, it really a fart if it doesn't smell or if it doesn't I'm make saying. it sound? And yeah, it's still a fart. You know, it, it's a philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but as other people use their mouths, Le Petomain had learned to use his anus. <laughs> That's bullshit. By constricting or loosening his anus, he could vary the pitch of the air he expelled, and by controlling the force of abdominal contractions, he can control its loudness. If only he had had an ass tongue, he would be able to form full sentences. So part of his, uh, his stage act would be, it would begin by him walking around on stage. Dressed quite elegantly in silks and starch white linen. Mm-hmm. After the opening monologue, he would lean forward, hands on knees, turns back to the audience, uh, and begin the imitation. <laughs> well, they didn't have microphones back then, so he had to, he had to really fill the room up. These were voluminous farts. I mean, right. he could, like, they're voluble. Like, he could, like, fill up the whole room. Did he have one of those, of uh, obviously not, a, not an electric one like we know of today, but just one of those megaphones? <laughs> He could just fart into. I don't know. You know, no. I I wish there were some videos back then to yeah. see this performance. But um, like a, <laughs> a daguerreotype, yeah, daguerreotype <laughs> that they could just film. That they would have filmed it'd be great. So he would say, "This one is a little girl," and then emit a delicate, tiny fart. So he does fart imitation. It's not an impression. It's just an imitation. It's an imitation of what a. He's not um, making his fart sound like somebody like the rich little of farting. He's. He's like, if, if I were this person, this is how I would fart. He's imitating what a little girl's fart would sound like. Right. We, and little girls do fart, so I think it's perfectly valid. He says this one is a mother-in-law, and then there would be a sliding fart. What's a sliding fart? The fart of a mother-in-law. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to listen. It's a tautology, This but is okay. a bride slide this time. on her wedding night, a very demure fart, and this is the morning after, a really long, loud one. I think... You know, these sentences and descriptions that you're reading just prove the fact that you had to be there. 
I it's think what's a demure fart. That's why, that's why it was so great, because people would try and explain it to you, like, oh, then he did the fart like a mother-in-law. I thought my mother-in-law was there. And the person listening would be like, I do, what do you mean a demure fart? And the other guy's like, Pierre's like, you just have to pay your fee and go see this thing. It's crazy. It's so funny. But he was a true fartiste. Yeah. But the, the fact that he could let out a crackling staccato fart that as his, uh, this was like the, 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 the grand finale at the what end of the show. What years were this? Were these? This is like the early 1900s. Like 1900 something. Like was the, Napoleon's there 1910, 1908. No, it was like 18 something. Right? No, but Sigmund Freud used to attend. King Leopold <laughs> attended his shows. I mean, dude, he, he performed at the Moulin Rouge. Nice. He was like a, was a, a, a incredibly, incredibly popular performer. Headliner at the Moulin Rouge, no less. Assliner. <laughs> but uh, part of his grand finale, he let out a crackling staccato fart that lasted over 10 seconds. And then cannon fire, thunder, so on. He could even imitate the great San Francisco earthquake in 1906. A local connection. It's brilliant. Did he ever travel with his act? Did he go to other countries? Did he yeah, cross he, the Atlantic Ocean and bring it to you know, New I York? I don't think Broadway? he ever... Uh, I, I think he performed elsewhere in Europe, um, but I don't think he ever actually uh, crossed the Atlantic <laughs> and performed in, uh, performed in the U.S. It's too bad, because he could give performances on the ship and entertain the fellow passengers, and then you'd think he could make a lot of money. It's interesting, the management of the Moulin Rouge wanted Le Pentaman to submit to a medical examination so that his authenticity would be even more accepted. And he did. Oh, because people thought he had a whoopee cushion concealed? Or he was somehow like a ventriloquist and was doing these noises with his mouth? Because people, <laughs> people were completely incredulous. They didn't think there was any way someone could produce these type of sounds with your ass. Right. And what's, what's fascinating about it is he taught himself... To control his anus. You mean there wasn't a guild of fartists that he could attend? He wasn't born like an apprentice to to another farter. Well, you know how Superman just realized one day, it's like, oh my God, I have superpowers. It wasn't like that. Well, Superman's from a... It would be like if Le Petomain was from a planet where everybody could fart on command all the time. And he might have been. He might have been? No, he wasn't, though. He actually... He did... uh, In truth, he did teach himself to control his bowels. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's like a Buddhist monk. Well, I, I can. Things. I mean, that's terminology is a little. Li- I mean, I can control my bowels <laughs> most can, of the time. Can, <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much bullet you drank. <laughs> but no, he actually learned to manipulate his, his yes. sphincter. Yeah, like he could actually control his 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 and abdomen his and, his, and his colon. Yeah, so just, I mean, he had better control than I do. But the way he learned to do this, <laughs> the way he learned to do this, is uh, when he was a kid. He uh, would hold his breath and duck underwater at the sea. Mm. He felt a cold rush of water enter his bowels. Just one day this happened. He was a kid. He was like, you know, in the water. He was frightened by the experience. Yeah, as we all would be. Years later, he was, uh, he, he was married and he was called to military service. And, uh, he the recounted, foreign legion? He recounted for the first time his strange experience in the sea to his fellow soldiers. They were like, we want to hear you. We, we want to see this. So he succeeded in taking water into his ass again and then slowly letting it out. He practiced this art of holding the water in his, in his abdomen. Really? Take- so his first medium of expression was water, not air. No, it was, it was water is what he used to, I guess, work, develop his muscles of his sphincter. <laughs> So, so he, it's like it's like Ivan Drago exercising inside the pool and like punching. But he didn't shoot steroids into his <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Although if like he that. did, yeah, garlic. Yeah, um, he would use a basin 
in his in private, and he would practice his art with water, and he would control the intake and outflow by combining exertions <laughs> of his anus and abdominal muscles. He then began practicing with air as well. This was for his own amusement and the amusement of his fellow soldiers. Mm-hmm. After after uh, he served his time in the military, he came back. He start he started creating a comedy routine, but then he learned he began turning his special ability of fart imitations, which he would do for his friends and family. French part of comedy. His act. French comedy. Mm-hmm. Incredible performer. I mean, it, it, what's interesting, I mean, not only could he imitate the sound of people's farts, he could imitate the sound of cannons with his farts and thunder. Other fart-like sounds. Other feats he could do is uh, he would insert a rubber tube into his rectum. With this tube, <laughs> Whoa, he could chat good. away and keep farting while smoking a cigarette. Sometimes he would insert a six-stop flute into the tube and accompany his own singing by playing the musical instrument with his asshole. No, that's something brilliant. I would see. I would that's pay brilliant. double to see that. Can Weird Al do that? No. Well, we don't know if he's ever tried, but he, <laughs> he might be able to. He's Weird Al's a guy right in his own right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've never heard of, a, uh, of, another, of, of another prodigious farter such as this. Oh, there's one. Mr. Mr. Methane. Yeah, I, I don't know who that he's is. He's a British bloke. That, that's my he's next got a strange accent. Is, would, you, would you consider him a professional farter? I don't think he's on the level of Pete Main or Le Pet Main, but um, but you know, in he's this out day there and trying. age, it's different. That's what I'm wondering. Is in this day and age, you got to be more shocking and wacky. You know, he's not wearing a tuxedo. Mister Methane actually wears like a superhero outfit. You know, you're comparing this guy to Superman, but so Mister Mi- Methane's really taking that and run with it. He's got a green and purple outfit. He wears a mask. Mister Methane, what has he done? Is he does he do? Like, he was on Britain's Got a Talent. You know, they gonged him off, but <laughs> they gonged him. What, but what, what do he do? Just do, do different kind of fart noises? Like oh, this, no, imitations? he accompanies the Blue Danube with his butthole. He can fart the Blue Danube. Not the whole. There are instruments accompanying him, but he plays, you know, the important parts. That's impressive. You know, the... And he could just... And he could make the... He can actually play along to it where it sounds Sounds like he's got some tonal control, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not playing a flute with his ass, I'll tell you that. Do you remember the... uh, He he did, like, electronic music with his farts. We used to play his songs on Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy, I don't know but that he, guy just recorded his farts into like a Korg keyboard. And then, yeah, and then sampled it in, yeah, uh, and in, changed in, the tone on, on the thing, the computer. But you wonder if that in this day and age would be considered a professional farter. The keyboard thing? If uh, He's using farts in a no, professional no, no, way. No, no, no. no, this is like a feat of strength. So you're saying this is a physical, there has to be performance. This is physical prowess. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how, did, how well he, he got gonged off the uh, America's Got Talent? Yeah. Is America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent? Britain's Got Talent. What did uh, Simon Cowell think of that? He gonged him. Free. He has to get three gongs. They're not called gongs. They're called something else, but that's all it is. Did you see a YouTube video Well, the gong show only requires one gong, right? Is there a YouTube video of this? Oh, yeah. We should put that on the site. If they allow embedding, we're going to have to find it. But uh, Simon was not amused. The girl immediately did her version of the gong. and But then there was another guy, obviously, and he, he let him sort of finish out his performance, and then he gonged him off. It makes me wonder if, um, if a, you know, th- this kind of leads to my next question. Do you think a modern audience in this day and age, in the, the age of the internet culture, would appreciate this type of body humor? <laughs> you think we've become more sophisticated or less sophisticated since the Well, 1900s? you'd think that we're less sophisticated and we would actually, you know, really marvel at, at seeing something like this. It's hard to say. Or do you think it would be dismissed as just being crude or obscene? 
I think there's just more of a variety of um, audiences, and lots of things can find their niche. Obviously, you know this guy would be a part of Howard Jim Stern glorifies would, the sound of farts. Yeah, but I think this guy wouldn't even go on Howard Stern because he'd be like, "I have a whole act. I'm not just going to come in here and like fart on somebody's face for you. I'm but, not. Your, I'm not your farting monkey. I'm like a farting artist." But do you think Mr. Methane could perform at Moulin Rouge, headline like a big theater at this day and age? Do you think people would pay to see that? No, I think Mr. Methane is on the dole. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> or he works at a chip shop or something. Yeah, I, don't but, think, I don't think he's really making money. Okay, well, let's say uh, maybe Margaret, he works at cell phone warehouse. Let's say Margaret Cho somehow incorporated farting into her act. Do you think people would be impressed by that or be sickened by it? You know, Margaret Cho is one of the worst people I could even think of. And like, <laughs> anything would improve that fucking. Just hatchet face cons act. I just don't even want to know she exists. I can't believe we're discussing her on the show. <laughs> I just want to know what she looks like when she first. Oh, I'm Margaret Show. I used to be a drunk and a slut, but now I'm not. Uh. Yeah, but what do you think Le Peto Man could, could imitate a Margaret Show fart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, slanty eyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think Le Peto Man would have thought of? A performance artist, because now his act would be called performance art. What do you think you'd have thought of a performance artist such as Gigi Allen, who also had a bit of a scatological oh. type of art? <laughs> you just went too far. You you don't you never shit on the stage. <laughs> that is not proper. You don't shit. Throw your shit at the audience. It said he would take great care to uh, give himself several enemas before a performance. Yeah. He would hate Gigi Allen. The, the man could blow a candle out from five yards away. Yeah, Could you that's imagine control. if he had a kernel of feces in there? He could kill somebody. <laughs> like, like a, a bullet. BB gun. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Like, I mean, no, he, made, he made a point that his farts didn't smell. Like, he has respect for his audience. You gotta have mutual respect between the audience and the um, performer. But I just That's feel, something we don't follow here because we, we bag on our audience all the time. But Gigi Allen... Rightly so. Gigi Allen had his own form of... of Shit, scatological art. No, he didn't. He just he did. did. He just shit on stage and threw it at people and it, cut but, himself up. There's no. He just did whatever times, he wanted. We consider that to be performance. There's no art. control. No, I, I, no, you do. Maybe I don't. I know. think this is almost beautiful. I yeah. think this is mastery of the anus. I think Gigi Allen. He's just is like a, a child up there shitting on himself and then throwing it all over the place like a monkey. Confrontational, he's playing. But I mean, at the same time, I, it, it embodies the punk rock ethos. Which I mean, that that that's. An art form. It's just a different day and age. Yeah. How know. often do you listen to Gigi Allen albums? I do like his one country album. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a good one. He's a dickhead. <laughs> I think you're echoing the sentiment of Le Petomane. He'd be like, I do not like right. that barbarian. I'm on the level of Petomane. He is shitting on his hands, which is not farting. You'll never shit. <laughs> you never, never shit. So anyway, do you think, I know you, um, you despise Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. If Johnny Depp were to... I don't were despise to, Johnny Depp. I don't know where you got this from. I thought you hate Johnny Depp. No. Yeah, I swear to God you said that and, and chose past that Johnny Depp's like, you know, a show up and he has no talent. Do you think it's somebody else? Maybe, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of what no, you said I about Tim, Tim Burton. No, I hate Tim Burton and he's in so many Tim Burton movies. I obviously think they, the movies suck and the roles he plays in those movies suck because Tim Burton does the same thing over and over again. But doesn't it sound like Tim Burton would be producing a movie about Le Pet Domain? I mean, is he going to goth it up? Is he going to hot topic it up? Maybe. I, don't, I just don't see the hot topic heads, which basically that's what Tim Burton is. He's a grown, overgrown, fucking over-the-hill hot topic goth kid. 
I don't see him getting into a story about. I mean, it's got to be a comedy, right? About a farting Frenchman. I don't know, but I'd pay be to funnier see, than I that. would pay to see Johnny Depp rip a fart in Helena Bonham Carter's face. <laughs> that would be. That I would think make, that would be worth the cost of the popcorn. I would go see. I it. think it would, even if it was a Tim Burton movie. Which what the fuck else is Helena Bonham Carter going to get a role in other than a fucking movie by her goddamn husband? By her goddamn husband. So, people, the book is called It's a Gas, and it's about Le Pitoman and his life. I think you should go check it out. And if they ever do create a movie about the ultimate fartiste, um, I think Johnny Depp could uh, really play up that part. Do you part. think Jerry Lewis can have a cameo appearance? Maybe, but he's getting <laughs> up there. So, it's just a cameo. I guess I could see him. Why, why, the French, is he a, is he well, no, the a French notorious farter? It. No, the French people love Jerry Lewis. I could see Steve Martin doing it. Yeah. I he doesn't seem Steve to Martin. age. It's kind of getting creepy. Yeah, no, he's kind of like, uh, I think he's going to be like a Dick Clark type of character. He's immortal. Until he has a stroke. <laughs> yeah. People, this is episode 235 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. We did three listener stories. Listener one sent a story about a granny who loved her corpses a bit too much. Listener two sent a story about Iranian stoners. And listener three sent a story about African Corpse Baby Delivery Service. Two, two stories about corpses, neither of which won. Listener two's story, the Iranian stoners, actually came in first place. I decided to change it up a little bit. I'm not going to be reading uh, the number of votes. It's becoming tedious to count them up. Right. I mean, I guess I we'll have to keep count the them records up. for the auditor for auditing purposes at a later date. But I mean, if it's close, I'll count it up. But if it's just like one story gets all the votes, I'm just going to pick that story. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what happened here. It was like getting to the point where it was already over sixty, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not counting these anymore. Mm-hmm. So, listener two, congratulations, Iranian Stoner article. You won episode two thirty four. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wack and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes. Winner gets a sick and wrong care package. And yes, we do ship the sick and wrong care packages to Old Blighty. People have been asking All me, points, right? We ship them all over. <laughs> we sent some to Australia, right? I've sent them to Australia. I've sent one to Russia before. Have we ever sent one to New Zealand? I've sent t-shirts, but I've never sent uh, a, a prize. a t-shirt. I've never actually... I don't know if we've ever had a Kiwi win an episode of Sick and Wrong. <laughs> but people, you can send a story to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or send them directly to the... Uh, post them on the forum, uh, which is uh, available right at sickandwrongpodcast. I like it when forum people com. send in a story and their email is more readable than the people who are native English speakers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like the Russian person can compose an English sentence better than like a guy from Leeds. Yeah, have you or spoken Kentucky. to any guys from Leeds recently? No. <laughs> it, it makes sense to me that they're all I listen uh, to their phone somewhat calls. illiterate. <laughs> So uh, before we get to the stories here for episode 235, how about a quick word from adamandeve.com? Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So there you go, people. Adamandeve.com. Just type in the word DIDDLE when you're checking out, and you can get six 
free adult movies. I think it's a a limited time offer, so take advantage while you can. Don't rub it off, dude. No. I mean, you got to, like, seriously space out the masturbation. Or use a lot of lube. It's like you can get an Indian burn from that. You can rip all the skin right off of it. Yeah. And it'll come off like a tube sock. Take your time. Take your time with that. Be careful. Don't, don't say nice we didn't warn slow, you. Baby. <laughs> so, Wackerly, I don't know if you started the last uh, last episode, but let me, let me kick off episode 235 with my story. Man set on fire after losing drinking bet. Oh. Of course, this happened in the U.S. Actually, it happened in Texas, Las Cruces. Um, Are you sure that's Texas? Yeah, because he was taken to a Texas burn center. Okay. But I think there's a Las Cruces in New Mexico, there too. Is. So I think it is... Uh, I think it means the crosses. The crosses. It's not unusual for uh, motorists to report a suspicious-looking hitchhiker to the police. Unless a hitchhiker is naked and running into highway traffic with a prosthetic leg on fire. <laughs> What's interesting about that is I see that every time I close my eyes. It's like mm. always in my head. It, I, I hate that. Got to stop seeing that. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> so you're saying since you read this article or before you read this article you saw that? Since I've been six years old. <laughs> a man with a prosthetic leg It's always a maimed man with his leg on fire running in a highway naked. I, I don't know why. I got to stop looking at that. Must be something from your childhood. Yeah, I should see a psychiatrist. You should. The 47-year-old Masilla Park man is recovering at a Texas burn center after being found on the highway with significant burns to his legs, well, buttocks, his leg. <laughs> and his plastic prosthesis. Yeah, he only has one leg. And what was left of his sock. I guess uh-huh. he only had one sock. He didn't have socks. Do you put the sock on the prosthesis because it's expensive and you know doesn't grow back? Or do you put it on your foot to save from road pain? Why the hell would you waste a sock on a prosthesis? It's just a plastic Because leg. you can blister up your foot and it'll grow back. But if you, if you fuck up the bottom of the prosthesis, you got to buy a new one. I would so put you, the sock on the prosthesis. I would, I would wear like a bear claw slipper. Right, but you only have one sock is the thought experiment. Okay, if you had one, okay, so you have one sock, completely naked. It's hot as fuck. There's armadillo shell, like kill armadillo roadkill <laughs> shards all over the street. That's all that's in Texas, armadillo shells. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna cut up whatever you're walking. Well, it's either gonna cut up your foot or your prosthesis, and your prosthesis costs like five thousand dollars. And you have one sock, and you have to run across the highway. That you is put your, on your only real leg, foot yeah. or your prosthesis. I, I guess you'd have to go with the yeah. prosthesis. Logic would, would, would permit that. Yeah. In addition to the burnt remains of his clothing, an officer also found a five-inch tube stuffed with wire mesh, which <laughs> appeared to have been used as a smoking pipe. Why do they just call it a meth or a crack pipe? Like, we've all seen the wire. <laughs> What's funny We've about all that seen Breaking Bad. is smoking pipe implies like one of the Sherlock Holmes variety. <laughs> it's like I, I'm going to take a little puff of tobacco from my my, right. my smoking pipe. Just a pinch helps me think up these mystery. I don't know what fucking accent Sherlock Holmes has. Dude, this is a toothless meth addict smoking out of like right. a, you know a glass tube. I'm sure the glass is chipped, but they don't care. They just put it in their mouth anyway. So many times yeah. he stuffed it with wire mesh. Right, it's not Popeye <laughs> with his corn cob pipe there, full of spinach. So the cause of the burns here, uh, the man told police this was he lost a drinking game for having only drank a six pack. 
I wonder what the rules were. <laughs> yeah, what kind of time frame were you talking about? I mean, that's easy. I don't know. Is it like a six-pack in under five minutes? Or was it like a six-pack in like a half an hour? I'm not sure. And is he in competition with other people? I mean, are they like, you know, they drank a 12-pack each and he only did the six-pack, so that's why he needs to be set on fire. I wonder if he was boasting that he could drink a six-pack in less than two minutes and they're like, chug, chug, right. chug. Yeah. Or it might have just been a meth head game where the rules were not really very well defined at all well it turns out the punishment was well defined well, his quote-unquote three friends set his jeans and his prosthetic limb on fire and then let the material and his flesh burn and blacken until he couldn't stand the pain of wearing clothes anymore wow so he just sits there and takes the flame as part of his this guy does not well on a bet i don't know dude if you ask me, I'd prefer to play asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's less burning flesh in that game. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, uh, they make the asshole do horrible, horrible things. Unspeakable things. I don't remember things. that game very well. Remember, they would nominate one guy to be president. Yeah, but usually by the end of the game, I was like... Puking you know, on somebody. Clinically, toxicologically, you know, toxicologically... Is that a word? I'm making that a word. Toxicology, toxicologically <laughs> Toxicologically... <retarded>. Toxicologically... <laughs> In Hammered is what I was trying to say. That's yeah. why I don't remember anything about the game. Even all right, though we I'd played rather it all play the time. beer pong than this burning Never game. Never played beer pong either. And neither have you. Don't quit trying to make it seem like you're 10 years younger than you are. No, I'm just You've saying. You've never played beer pong. I wouldn't play beer pong, but I would play it over this <laughs> have game. Have you ever even seen a game of beer pong? I've seen a game of beer pong <laughs> in bars. Did all the people playing it stop and were like, what? there's a senior citizen in here. What's he doing here? <laughs> Who let that guy in here? Who do you think bought the fucking beer? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> when he couldn't stand the flames anymore, he asked for a ride from his friend's home to a medical clinic because obviously his flesh was burning and uh, he wow. was he was in pain. So even after keeping the 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 pants on fire, the inflamed pants on, and taking his bet and being like, I'm still, I'm just gonna power through it, then his friends just took off. No, his friends said they didn't want to take him all the way to the hospital because they thought they might get arrested. Oh, that's probably true. So they they put him in the back of the truck. Then they got even more nervous because he kept complaining about his pains. So they just kind of dumped him on the side of the highway. My pains, my pains. <laughs> they just abandoned him in a charred heap. Yeah. Um, kind of like Darth Vader. Yeah, didn't exactly Ob- like Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah, didn't uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi do the same thing to Darth Vader? Just abandoned him in a charred heap. Well, who rescues him then? Who takes him into the, the surgery wing? The Emperor comes... The Emperor is like old, though. Did he go... Or did Boba Fett come and get him? No, the Emperor came out and was just like, you know what, dude? I'm going to give you a black suit and a voice like James Earl Jones. Yeah, but first he has to carry his gooey corpse back no, to that he robot had surgery his droids. He had his droids that came out. Motherfucking droids, bitch. <laughs> I wish I had some. God, Star Wars is gay. The gayest really thing ever. Gay. <laughs> like, he's, oh, I'm on the lava planet. I just fell in, and this old man's going to come and rescue me with his fucking tin toy robots. Well, would you rather have uh, Spock go out and taser the dude? Yeah. It wouldn't be Spock. It'd be Bones, and he would take a fucking, uh, whatever that little medical thing is, and he'd be like, Bone him. You're fucked. <laughs> this community says you're fucked. Who says you're fucked? Beam me up, Scotty. And they'd beam him up. Yeah, beam him up. So before They don't beam arrived, in Star Wars. They, they fly all over the place. They, they make no allowances for the whole, like, uh, you know, the fact that when you travel between the stars, like, everybody's time gets all fucked up. They just pretend like that doesn't happen. Yeah, and then, and then everyone just kind of like flies around in ships, and they all know how to ride these ships. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking no. gay. <laughs> no suspension of disbelief. Dude, you're shattering the magic of Star Wars now. 
Magic, exactly. <laughs> hard SF. I'm in the hard SF. <laughs> so before police arrived, it turned out the uh, a, a passerby, mm-hmm. a, a passing motorist, stopped and offered to help the guy. He was hitchhiking. I I, I don't know. Like I, I just see this blackened, charred thumb sticking out of a pile, <laughs> like a a pile on the side of the road, and someone's like. I can't tell if that's a pile of burning garbage I would or if just that's wave. a man on fire. I would wave my leg, my fake leg. <laughs> be like, stop! It's well, the international sign of distress. You wave your fake leg up in the air. Above the motorist stopped for the guy uh-huh. and offered to let him uh, climb in the bed of the truck. Yes. And uh, he did end up With throwing... With his charred flesh. <laughs> he did end up throwing his cigarettes and his wallet into the bed of the truck. But when they realized that he was naked and on fire, they just took off. Wait, he's still on fire? Or is he just smoldering, he smoldering at this point? <laughs> he was smoldering at this point. <laughs> he looks like the guy at the end of Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> just The arc was opened. Uh-huh. He's just smoldering. And you're like, oh, I'll pick this dude up. And then you're like, oh, he has a melted face. I'm out of here. Peel out. I wouldn't dude, let that guy in my car. smells awful. Uh, no criminal charges were filed against the man who set him on fire and left him on the highway. As it turns out, the man told police that, you know, I, I didn't try to stop him. If they had lost the bet... I would have done the same thing to them. Bros before the 5 <laughs> Bros before 5 there. So, Wackerly, uh, on the Sick and Wrong Star Scale, it's a difficult story to uh, really you know, judge here because the guy didn't press charges. Yeah, but he's mangled. He is mangled and burned. How did he get mangled? Before, how did he get his pre-burning mangling? From they, another they bed? Don't, they don't, yeah, I wonder. Like, if you can't drink 240s, we're going to cut off your We're going to chop your foot off. <laughs> okay. Well, Shit, turn- I didn't do it. Here you go. <laughs> well, it turns out now he looks like Freddy Krueger, and he's still missing a limb. Yeah. But I don't think that matters. It's like a cross between Paul McCartney's ex-wife and Freddy Krueger. I want to give this a 4.5. What's her name? Heather Mills? Yeah. Yes. Heather Mills Krueger. i give it a 4. You have a 4? I right. would like to, a photograph. If there's a photograph, I think, uh, you know, maybe I'll do a Photoshop, like, montage or, like, a... Uh, <laughs> mixture here of Heather Mills and Freddy Krueger. I was going to ask, because it keeps talking about his burning jeans, and I was going to ask if his shirt was on fire, but they probably don't wear shirts, ever. No, not in Texas. <laughs> not, not these guys. Well, they don't wear shirts ever. They probably have uh, jeans with lots of holes and Levi 501s, and they probably have no teeth. Yeah. So. Teeth were not on fire. Teeth were not on fire. Because there are no <laughs> teeth to burn. No. <laughs> what do you have for episode 235? <laughs> Similarly, somebody got fucked up and then pulled some shit. However, this time, in Australia, mate. Uh-oh. <laughs> so you so know we what's go to from U.S. white here. trash to Australian white trash. Right. I don't know what those guys were drinking in Texas, the six-pack in question, but we wondered, know what's going on here. I've heard from English people that the entire country of Australia is basically just white trash. Right. It's a prison colony. It was. So, yeah. It's, it's, it was, is... I mean, it sounds like... All their ancestors were prisoners. Yeah, so I guess it is just one... a prisoner or a guard. So it's just one huge trailer park with lots of koala bears. They have a nice symphony hall. Most uh, trailer parks don't have a symphony hall, (laughs) right? That one is... It's true. It's true. It's iconic. That's true. Didn't they have a big dust storm a while back? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Newman, who's an Australian, in 36... He'd been chucked out of the pub in the town of Broome for being too drunk. Which, uh, I mean, 
<laughs> drunk enough to get kicked out of an Australian pub. That's fucking drunk. Jesus, how many Fosters do you think he drank? Like, maybe he drank them out of Fosters, and that's how they know. Like, you got to get out of here, mate. You drank all the Fosters we had. You know, I wonder, all we're left with is, what's that? Something bitter? <laughs> you know, I wonder what kind of... Like, at a, uh, if you go to an Australian pub, it's probably, what, Fosters on tap. You can probably get Fosters in a can. and then They have, just, like, Fosters battered chicken wings. Yeah, and, like, do they have any other beers besides Fosters? You can get, like, a Fosters mojito. Oh, okay. <laughs> Foster's Colada. Yeah. <laughs> really popular in Aussie land. <laughs> Give me um, one of those Foster's Coladas. I'll tell you, my friend here, I'll take a Foster's Alexander. <laughs> and two umbrellas, mate. <laughs> Don't Welsh on the umbrellas. <laughs> I think of that a lot of them are from of Welsh. <laughs> That's even more offense. What did I say? He was too drunk in Broom, and he got kicked out. Kicked out. Too many fossils. The man, uh, he climbed over a crocodile enclosure fence, which makes... They don't talk about a zoo. Does just every town in Australia have a crocodile enclosure? Because, I mean, you don't want them running free like the cows of Bangladesh. You need to have them enclosed. I mean, they're not crazy over there. Is this the back of the pub where the crocodile was kept? Like, is this for people that don't pay their tab? I don't know what. I mean, dude, Maybe that's what they do with the, the empties, the recyclables. Did he walk over to the... Crocodile Dundee's house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> he climbed over the fence <laughs> and he tried to sit on an 800 kilogram, which is a crazy moon weight measurement. Uh, yeah, in, I don't understand that. In the normal world, we call that 1,800 pounds. Jesus. Which is almost a ton. He climbed on the back of this huge saltwater crocodile. The crocodile. Named Fatso, <laughs> bit the 36-year-old man's leg, tearing chunks of flesh from him as he straddled the reptile. The crocodile let him go, and he's been able to, uh, and he'd been able to scale the fence again and leave the wildlife park. Says Sergeant Roger Haynes of Broom. The man who climbed the fence was fortunate because Fatso was a bit more sluggish than normal due to the cooler nights we've been experiencing in Broom. Here it's warm, but in Australia. It's cold. You know why that is, Mr. Simon? It's the other hemisphere. Yes. They're yeah. on the other side of the planet. The other side of the world. The bottom half. It's interesting. That there's not a lot would... of continents down there. It's mostly ocean. Yeah. There's not much. Most of the continents have the good sense to be in the better half, the northern half. Yeah. And, the, and that's why they call it the land down under. That's why these people are a little fucked up. They're in this like not right area of the globe. And they're all, their ancestries are all uh, that too. And the koalas Garments. are everywhere, and the fucking kangaroos are punching you in the face. It's interesting to me that they would blame an alligator or a crocodile. A crocodile, the crocodile, do not. <laughs> that's like mistaking an Australian for a New Zealander. Do not do a that. A crocodile. I don't but ask me what the difference is. It's funny, though, that they the Alligators would blame, are more green, right? And crocodiles are more brown. Or, I think crocodiles are bigger. But they would blame the sluggishness of a crocodile that they call fatso <laughs> on the weather. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty cold, Nat, so fatso's been a little slow. <laughs> Plus all this, insert Australian junk fruit here. We've been feeding, I don't know, what, what junk fruit uh, do Australians eat? I know well, the shrimp on the barbie, but. I think it's just uh, like beer battered uh, fish and fosters. <laughs> fosters battered fish. <laughs> That's pretty much it. He's eagle out of that fat, so. He's uh, five meters long, so I don't know what his BMI is, but, you know, for if you're five meters, maybe being 1,800 pounds, you're still pretty fit. That sounds like a fat crocodile to me. Five meters, dude. That's long. That's like 15 feet. 
Jesus. And so longer this guy, than 15 feet. So, so it's like this, 20 feet long. So this Ozzy was like, you know, I think it's a great idea just to get up over here and take a seat on that big alligator. Well, that's funny. <laughs> Crocodile. Let me close this article <laughs> and then get some bits and pieces from another article. Yeah, the man got he got out. So so Fatso released this dude. Crocodiles aren't known for like releasing their jaws once they get a hold of you. But I'm somehow, surprised he didn't just crack his limb off with one bite. Right. Uh, he probably just didn't get a good good uh, a hold on him. You know, with his tooths there. Uh, the man staggered back to the pub that he'd been kicked out of, bleeding heavily, with bits of bark hanging off of him and flesh gouged out from his limbs. You know, it's funny. I don't think it's the first time that ever happened. An average of two people are killed each year in Australia by aggressive saltwater crocodiles. Now I was talking about people bloodied oh. with flesh hanging off them, <laughs> staggering back into the pub to drink more in Australia. So <laughs> Mr. Newman, Michael Newman... Did a follow-up article where he kind of explained himself. He sobered up a little bit. <laughs> Not completely. <laughs> he, uh, he says he did it because he wanted to know what the skin felt like. Which really, you can just go to your grandma's house and ask to rub the bottom of her feet. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. Take, it, yeah, from, take this, it from me. I don't think this really justifies the fact that he uh, should have died. <laughs> I mean, according to Darwin's law, you should have died there, Mr. Newman. Darwin? <laughs> what do you know about Darwin, mate? I thought to myself, well, I will jump the fence and go up from behind its tail and pat it. And sit on its back. Pat it! He was going to pat it. Like, pat, pat. Just a little pat, pat. <laughs> yeah, that helps everything. Within like one split, sec- split second, before I even slightly touched its back, it already had me by my leg here. And I assume he slapped it. <laughs> Uh, he yelled at the crocodile to let go of him. Let go of me, mate! <laughs> <laughs> now, when it first bit me because I lost my torch inside the crocodile farm, it was pitch black. I couldn't see. <laughs> Dude, this totally sounds like the beginning of a horrible joke. I like that he lost his tar. So, so we were asking where this was. The crocodile farm. So he just walked over, staggered over drunkly the crocodile, to the crocodile farm, farm. Go pet a crocodile. Yes. And he lost his torch. <laughs> once you lose, once you're in the crocodile farm and you lose your flashlight, not your you're flashlight. Fucked. Your torch. <laughs> no, just turn around and leave. Abort the mission. Yeah, but then he didn't get to pet a crocodile. Right, yet. but you lost your flash. Your flashlight is a key part. You need to see where the mouth is. It's the true. snout, as it were. That's true. He moved to Broome only a fortnight ago, and he says he only had a few beers in him leading up to the incident, which is a likely story. We've all used that before. Yeah, but Foster's are really large beers, so it's like if you had a few of those really large beers. But he says only a few beers. Oh, okay. So we were, He's trying to, he probably had several. He probably had 14. Yeah. I imagine. You know, in, in his defense, Steve Irwin did a lot worse than just pet a crocodile. I mean, didn't he shove his whole fist up crocodile's bums? Right, but that's like saying if you tried to jump your motorcycle over the Grand Canyon and, and died, and I was like, well, Evil Knievel did it. You're saying, no Evil Knievel. This, this Michael Newman is no Steve Irwin. So you're saying Steve Irwin was a professional crocodile rapist. He was this a professional <laughs> crocodile fister. Yes. Whereas uh, this guy, amateur, drunk, and should not have been in the crocodile As pen. long as we're talking about Steve Irwin, what do you think is going to happen to that like annoying little kid of his? Is she going to be a follow in his footsteps What's talk her about name? someone who should be fed to the crocodile What's her farm name? she's a fucked up bindi name. bindi yeah bindi. i can't stand her voice well i'm assuming her voice will change ah dude that voice just she seems... could get really hot just some hot australian but with that voice there. well the voice is gonna change her she's like eight yeah that's true 
I wonder what age... Take up smoking. I wonder at what age Australian girls start drinking Fosters and smoking. It turn into slags. Mm, nine. <laughs> <laughs> so she's got a year left. So on the sick and wrong star scale, that guy should have died. I almost think it's, it's wrong that he didn't die. It's wrong that that alligator missed out on a meal. <laughs> yeah. No, Fatso. And you know Fatso's not happy about it. No, Fatso's not happy about this. So I'm gonna Five say, meters would be like from where I'm sitting to your door. That's a big-ass thing. It's a big-ass alligator, yeah, yeah. Crocodile. But I think the fact that he jumped back over the enclosure and staggered in with flesh and pieces of bark just hanging off his leg and probably ordered another Foster's. They didn't say if they let him back in or not. I bet you they probably did. If you can't get a blowjob at the slutty, <laughs> at the slutty Australian bar in Broome, after you just got your like, you just won a battle of the flesh with an with a crocodile. With a crocodile, you yeah. should be able to get a blowjob and a free Fosters and a free Fosters. Yeah, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a four star. I give it four and a half. It's a pretty high score. So, Wackerly, the uh, final story here for episode two thirty five. Actually, was sent in by many, many English people. Many English people. It's funny when there's what is a, it about the Queen or something. When, when there's like a horrific crime in England, it's like all of a sudden they all start sending articles they and be like, it. "I know in the U.S. you have your, you know, yeah. serial spree killers." Yeah. And Enough with the caveats. Killers. Just tell but, me the story. But but it's funny. It's like all the English people are just like, "How come you guys have? They've been bitching at us for not doing this story." Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying to you enough for the caveats. I'm right. saying English people enough for the caveats. Your country is just as, if not more, fucked than the United States. But, plus, especially per square mile or kilometer. But I hate how the fact that they think they're special just because something like this happens. I mean, it's just like you know. I mean, but it's almost like they're saying they're special because like. Well, this one thing happens, but it never happens. It yeah. never happens. That's why it's such an oddity, and it's so unusual. Uh, That's this, why you should this rec- emerald you could- isle of, of uh, paradise. No, exactly. It's just like, you know what? Last you- year, we saw the sun for an hour. <laughs> yeah, okay, you guys aren't allowed to own guns, but you're just as violent as we are, okay? You gotta get, get, you gotta get that chaff problem under control before you start Seriously. criticizing us. So here's um, Fat Alarm Man <laughs> writes in... <laughs> What ho, you sick shits? <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts for a month or so now since I found it in iTunes. Love the way you haven't got a clue what goes on in England. And your English accents are shit. <laughs> and too funny. Keep it up, chaps. Got something for your vote if you want it. Here in Limey Land, Limey Land a sick shit called Raul Moat. I just, yeah, I love that name. The name You rules. gotta love that name. Was released from prison a week back, got a gun, shot and injured his girlfriend, shot and killed her boyfriend, then went on a full-on killing spree. Now, I like to pick at a picture of this guy. I love it when English chav folk give their kids, like, Spanish names, like, <laughs> like romantic language names. I think that's, like, when, you know, like, black people over here name their kids, you know, they give their kids, like, w- a weird French name Af- or, or African something. Yeah, or an so. African name, yeah. It's, it's just like, who the fuck are you apply. kidding, Raul? Yeah. Raul, I mean, have you seen a picture of this guy? Yeah. He looks like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, his name He's should... massive. His name should be Kevin or something, you know? Or or Tyrone or, like... Or, or maybe not Tyrone, <laughs> but, I mean, it should be, like, yeah, like, Brock. Yeah. I mean, he looks like Brock Sampson. He's just this big, massive dude. But, oh, no, he is Raul. Raul, like this exotic name. Anyway, all this is sick enough, but the funny bit was, during the standoff, uh, the ex-professional footballer, Paul Gascoigne, turned up. 
Paul, or Gaza as he is known here, is one of our fallen idols. Hmm. He says it's a bit like OJ, but without the murder. I was just going to say OJ. Yeah, but he's but without the murder. He's just a wife beating alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> not, Gascoigne, not wife stabbing, just <laughs> wife beating. beating. Gascoigne, though, was probably one of the best players to ever play the game. Really? Uh, yeah, I no, he's know. brilliant. But, uh, but yeah, he's really fallen from grace. He's one of the best footballers in the world, but when his career ended, he became the world's biggest pisshead. <laughs> Gaza claimed a no-roll moat and decided that during the armed siege, the best thing he could do was to get pissed up and travel the scene with a chicken, a fishing rod, a dressing gown, which is a robe, and a crate of lager. A crate? Yeah. A live chicken or like a, a roasted chicken? I think it was, uh, I think it was like a Kentucky fried chicken or something. Mm. Yeah. Quite that, rightly, would, that would lure me out of hiding. I think it would probably work for me, too. If you had uh, you know, committed a bunch of crimes, you were holed up. You're a vegetarian. So you showed matter. up with like a tofu burger. Not me. <laughs> like, like if like uh, Joe Montana. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, lured me out with like a he got Taco he brought Bell like, bean burrito, some tofurkey, and like a, uh, you know a couple cases of MGD. And he's in his robe. Is the robe for Gascoigne or is the robe for Moat? I don't know really what Gascoigne's <laughs> intentions was. Gascoigne was wasted. I'm sure. Well. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, quite rightly, the police told him to fuck off, and not long after, Earl <laughs> sucked the shotgun. They reckon he was the fucking grass anyway. Not quite sure what that means. I know what grassed up means. He was a fucking grass. A oh. fucking grass. Yeah, I'm not sure what that I means. I don't know. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, fat alarm man. So, fat alarm man pretty much just told the whole story of this, so roll, uh, roll of this mo- article. So, roll mode is no more. <laughs> <laughs> Row mode has died. Oh. But um, after a six-hour standoff with police, and what's interesting about it is uh, it's created quite a controversy here in, in the UK about how police had handled this entire case. So a little bit of backstory. I'm going to kind of gloss through this. Um, there is a hunt for about a week, a week and a half. For Raul Moat, who is a 37-year-old former nightclub bouncer. Mm-hmm. He was hunted by police concerning three shootings. These shootings were he... So he, as soon as he was released from prison, he went straight to his, uh, his girlfriend's house. And she had broken up with him while mm-hmm. he was in prison, which I imagine happens quite frequently. She no longer wanted to be part of the Moat clan. No. She was like, I don't want to date a guy named uh, that looks just like Brock Lesnar. Plus, You're the funny thing, you know, in in England uh, or English speaking countries, you can typically sort of t- learn about somebody's lineage through their last name. You know, like Smith. You know, that's in some point in the Middle Ages, his his ancestor, great great great, till the whatever power grandfather was like making horseshoes or baker, or Thompson was the son of a guy named Tomp. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what are you implying here, moat? They just dug moats. He just dug moats. Which is kind of shitty for a job, because how often does a moat need to be dug? Like, once every 25 years? Like, they didn't have a lot of He's probably just a suitcase pimp. He just probably lived off his chick. Yeah. Because, you know, when's the last time they dug a moat in England? Well, this this guy was 37 years old. His Mm. girlfriend was 22. But then again, this guy was a huge meathead, just, like, filled with roid rage. Well, that's the other thing about being a, um, you know, nightclub bouncer. Like, that's just a good nickname. Like, that's the fucking moat right there, dude. You do not get past him. Actually, that's a good idea. I wonder <laughs> if that worked for him. It probably did. I, 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 was work, I was the skinny little bartender. I was working there, and I called him that one day, and he broke my face off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think his name helped him, and not to mention he was like 18 stone. <laughs> they say he was huge. 
It's like a brick wall, this guy. A stone is like seven pounds. Something so like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, his girlfriend broke up with him while he was uh, doing some time in the pokey, and she claimed that she had a new boyfriend, Chris Brown, who was a police officer. Mm. Uh, this enraged Moat. And so as soon as Moat got out of prison, he shot Chris Brown. He shot, <laughs> he shot and critically injured uh, his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And then within 24 hours, he declared war on all police, and he shot a police officer who was just sitting in his patrol car, minding his own business, probably eating fish and chips. Yeah. I walked up to him and shot him. I kind of like this guy. Why didn't they just drop him into Afghanistan? You know, the mountains. Yeah, I'm surprised. This guy, yeah. This he was a worked waste that of a resource. Dude. He could have worked with that American dude. Yeah, that was going after Ben. Yeah, they could want, have been like, "You're a loose cannon, but I can work with you." You want a guy like Raul Mo going after Bin Laden? He's just a berserker. Ah, oh, dude, just a crazy man, a crazy yeah. man. I mean, right. he declared war on police. How often does that happen in this country where they're like, "You know what? I'm declaring war on police." How often does a single man declare war on anything? <laughs> Bad ass. Can dude. I declare war on like Iceland or something? <laughs> well, I think I can take Iceland. Don't not you? only did he declare war. Killed two two police officers and injured his girlfriend. He eluded police for over a week, but with the assistance of some friends. The underground moat road. Yep. But apparently, uh, police eventually caught up with him, and it turned into quite a public spectacle. I guess he was um, he was seen by a river, which is right by Rothbury, <laughs> and uh, was surrounded. Always in goes moments. back to running water, in running canals, water and moats, uh, canals, rivers. <laughs> That's the first place I would have looked. He was hiding in a shire. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right, right by the water, you know, in the moat. He, lo- he, was, he was standing in the middle of an arroyo, and he looked confused. So a major standoff immediately <laughs> Where's the happened. fucking water, mate? He was laying on the grass, armed with a sawn-off shotgun, pointed at his head. And so then they, uh, they, they brought out the trained negotiators. The standoff became a spectacle. Police cordoned off the whole area. They didn't allow... <laughs> cordoned. Cordon, but it was yeah, it was a police cordon, and they, they the whole area, and uh, they they didn't allow any uh, any people to come out there. But the village pubs were packed with people speculating what was happening. Mm-hmm. There were even teenagers that were updating their Facebook profiles, reporting wow. on the event. Um, it turned out that that these teenagers kind of um, sort of deified Raul Mo. They considered him a bit of a hero. Uh, they said that they didn't try to hide their contempt for A Jesse police. Jane, James type uh, Yeah, they, he was kind of like a roid rage Robin Hood. <laughs> In a bit. I mean, they said he... And they heard all these quotes describing him as mint and saying Raul Moat is a proper legend. Yeah. I think that's just the chavs talking. Yeah, it's interesting. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden during the standoff, a six-hour standoff, uh, Paul Gascoigne... Uh, the Gazzo <laughs> waddles up in his drunken stagger. Imagine you're a chav with your little mobile phone that's internet enabled, and you're updating like, "Oh, Romo is chocking up to his face, mate." And then Paul Gascoigne, soccer legend, walks up. Does <laughs> your mind just blow out the fucking side of your head? I imagine chavs still idolize Paul Gascoigne, but I think most people are like, "Dude, that guy's such a drunk. He's just a deplorable True. drunk that beats his wife." True enough. We but, don't have anybody like that, do we? But meanwhile, he's stumbling up here. Well, yeah, we do. Lawrence Taylor just raped a 14-year-old prostitute. But he's like a current player, right? No, Lawrence Taylor played in the 80s. Oh, I don't know anything about it. But him. yeah, no, I mean, like, Paul Gascoigne was huge, like, in the 80s and 90s. Like but, but, but Lawrence Taylor's not known as being a drunk. This was a surprise to everybody. I think he was a bit of a crackhead. He did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <Crack>. <laughs> 
right. but anyway, here I'll comes shut up here comes Gascoigne walking up the police court on, and uh, he's 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 holding a cantalogger for Moat, some fried chicken, and something just to keep Moat warm. And police just pretty much told him to fuck off. And so as it turned out, um, he was threatening with a shotgun. Police um, blasted him with tasers to try to avoid to... Tasers uh, aren't going to take down Moat. Yeah, and they, they tried to keep him from shooting himself. It turns out he blew his head off. Yeah. And uh, killed himself by a shotgun blast. I kind of picture him as like Harv from Sin City. Harvey. Yeah, just a complete and utter badass. I mean, he looks like Brock Lesnar, but yeah, he's as, as durable and as tough and as insane as a hard from Sin City. Yeah. What's interesting about this is the contrast between, I guess, law enforcement in the UK versus law enforcement here in Oakland, California. <laughs> because do you recall, like, about maybe six months ago, there was an, a cop killer in Oakland. Yeah, he killed I like. that. He killed what, like uh, three cops? Lavelle Mixon. Yeah, and then he like holed up in his aunt's house, and uh, the cops found sisters. out about it. Her sisters, and they busted into the house. Yes, it, there was no police negotiation. There was no, no public standoff. They actually went in so quickly, and like, you know, uh, n- not a care in the world that two of them got shot during the like barging in process. Yeah, and then two, I think two people died from that, right? Yeah, two, two cops got shot initially, and that's why they were looking for him, and then two got shot in the storming of the apartment. Well, it's interesting to me that it's like cops in the UK, these bobbies, are like, okay, we're dealing with a guy that we know killed a cop and shot another cop. Plus, he's, he's declared here, war on the country. He's declared war on the cops, but yet let's still negotiate with him and see, okay, how many crumpets would you like? And, <laughs> and, and uh, wait, you just want one cup of tea? Do you want sugar in that tea? How many sugars? Dude, in the, in, in the U.S. of A., we would have just been like, all right, dude, you're either going to shoot yourself or we're going to just riddle you with bullets. There would have been no negotiation there unless he had a hostage, unless which he didn't even hostage. have a hostage. Nope. I know. He himself ridiculous. is a hostage. Which is like, okay, I mean, you know what? what? I'm willing to take that loss. Ideally, you crazy we, we, bastard. We, I mean, we would give lip service to like trying to take him alive because you want to put him on trial, like, right? You want to, you want him to All stand right, in, front of, there. in front of the people as his, yeah. uh, you know, and, and have to like be tried for his crimes, right? But you know, in actuality, he pointed his gun at his head, is like in 15 feet behind his body, and they would have probably like, I don't know, like unloaded like. You know, 200 rounds. Mm-hmm. So anyway, on the sick and wrong star scale, this was the the ultimate demise here of the strange life of Raul Moat. Are we which scoring? Which I think should be a good... Uh, are we Martin scoring Amos the whole, should write a the book whole about thing? This guy. Like everything, you know? Like yeah, all Raul Moat's activities? Yeah, in its totality. And, in its yeah. totality oh, five, of everything though. that happened. I'm giving this a five star. Yes, Raul Moat. Raul Moat, England's worst... Crazy psycho chav. He just blew his entire head off with the he shotgun. He is the right? most psycho of all the chavs. They're not going to have an open casket. Yeah. I know. It, it would be, uh, okay. it'd be messy. Right. So, people, we invite you to vote. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 235. Well, we've got a number of phone calls to Sickerwrong Hotline. We also have a couple of questions here asking for our advice. So, we're going to do uh, some My Two Cents coming up. <laughs> but right now, how about a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com? Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com 
you'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. All right, Wacker, we got a few phone calls taken on hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, you can also send emails, sickerongpodcast at hotmail.com. But first, uh, let's uh, play call number one here. I think these calls are related, aren't they? One leads into another. Let's just say that. Ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Hey, sick and wrong. This is uh, the night nurse that's on the forum. Uh, I just got done listening to episode 213. You guys are talking about the uh, the penis pumps. Yeah, I happen to be an LPN and uh, worked in surgery for a couple of years, and we actually have inserted several of those pumps and prosthetics. There's actually two types. You guys talked about the inflatable ones where they actually do insert the pump into the scrotum sac and then uh, fill the uh, two blood chambers that uh, basically gives you the erection. Wow, this guy does not take a breath between sentences. I wanted to stop it like a minute ago. I know. I wanted to say something, but there's no pause. There's just like full-on just monotone rambling yes uh, it's good though he's, he's, he's making he his point. point he's making his point but i wanted to i just wanted to clarify the difference between the like a penis pump you can get from adam adam and eve you know like the vacuum tube versus one you have surgically implanted into your scrotum. yeah <laughs> he's talking about the second type and he's saying the letter and he's saying there's two types of the second type there's an a and a b which is interesting because I don't know all that much about the penis pumps. And I think we were, we were speculating about how it worked in that episode because we had a girl, Christina, call in and say she had to pump this guy up. Right. And uh, we were speculating, like, well, is that pumping his nuts? And it sounds like... Well, she, and he, she had no forewarning either, right? Or, or he just... She didn't know about minute. it. He was just like, just, dude, give it a little pump pump. Pump pump. Pump pump. And so <laughs> she, he was saying that the pump is in, the, in your balls. He's saying it is in your balls. Yeah, they, they put a little like uh, a pump right there and you just kind of squeeze your nuts and make your dick hard. But then he's saying there's a second type that I've never heard of and it seems odd and foreign. Yeah, this is interesting. I kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by this second type. All right, let's go. With balloons. So yeah, you pump up the little uh, pump in the scrotum there and uh, fills the balloons and gives you a hard on. There's also... Can you make an animal? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. It's just like, hey, check out my cock balloon. <laughs> it's a wiener dog. <laughs> Daddy, I'm scared of your cock balloon. <laughs> also, the metal rods, basically, it keeps you hard all the time, and it's a segmented thing that you can actually mold and shape into whatever kind of... Uh, Hard on you want, I guess. Wow. Dude, I don't know how I feel about the bionic cock. <laughs> it's like it's arm- like the six million dollar man cock. It's like an armature. Yeah. And it's like one of those artist models, you know, those little things you can bend that the are, legs yeah, around and uh, wire frame. I I don't get this. He said there's two metal rods that are inserted in the length of the shaft. 
But they're not really rods. They're more like... Um, Spendable metal? Pliable metal? You know like when you have like a desk lamp that has like a flexible neck? It sounds it's like one that. one of those. Yeah. That could so have its cool. benefits. I mean, you could like curve it up. It's like, like you know what? Cane. I'm going to have a banana dick today. <laughs> I totally want a banana dick. This is dick. becoming the new second wrong obsession, banana dicks. <laughs> banana dicks. we talked dick. about these last time. <laughs> last show. But I'm just saying, if you could give yourself a banana dick and be like, you know what, baby? I'm going to throw you a curveball today. I think it'd be kind of cool. You're mixing fruit and baseball metaphors together when talking about your penis in one sentence. I'm just saying that the That's action... too many penis the metaphors. The action of fucking a girl with a banana dick is throwing a curveball. It's a curve fucking. <laughs> it's just too many metaphors but what for I don't one get penis is, reference. Are you hard all the time with yeah. your bionic cock? Yeah, but because it's flexible when you're not like in banana mode, you just fold it down into <laughs> pants mode. Can you do a corkscrew dick? Yeah. The little piggy's tail? The little piggy's <laughs> I just wonder Although, how long is your dick? You're going to get like one loop or half a loop. Like, oh, well, that's good enough. I got two loops, all right? But no. I would like, I would, I would like, I would make letters with my dick and then do like time stop photography, frame stop or whatever, and then and be like, I love you, baby, written with my penis. That's what how I, I treat my ladies. What I wonder about I this. I spend time on them. Could you imagine going through life with like a perma chub? A permanent chubby. You're always chubbed. That'd be good. I think that'd be a little weird. There's that it's Nichol- I don't know if it's one of those Nicholson Baker books, the Fermata or Vox. He talks about how he's on some nude beach with his girlfriend or whatever, and she's like, oh, erections are great. And he's like, no, actually, erections look pretty silly. What looks good is the chub. The chub is the best look for a penis. Totally what? flaccid is ridiculous because it's small and shriveled and gross. Totally erect. It's like sticking out there like a goddamn exclamation point. Like slightly chubbed, but still sort of like like pointing out and downwards. That's the most attractive look for a penis. Lance Waggerly, the aesthetics of the penis. If you're going to take... <laughs> put it this way. Let's say I've never gonna, put that much thought into what makes a penis look nice. Let's say you're going to take a naked picture. You want to get a, a girl to send a naked picture of herself to you over sext or email. And she says, well, you need to take a naked picture of yourself and send it to me. And you're like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck if it's Girls want to see a boner, dude. I don't they think don't they do. They want to see a chub. They want to see your dick sticking straight up at your face? No. They totally want to see bone. That's no, what turns chub. girls on. Chub. Dude. They want to see you have, they see you have a big cock, but they don't want it like rock hard staring straight up at the ceiling. I'm telling you. God, I wish we had a, an you're intern in the room in, right you're now. Standing girls in are not head. turned on by the chub. They're more okay. This is what it is. You're wrong, They're not dude. turned in by a flaccid. They're kind of turned on by the chub. Like the water's just starting to flow. But as soon as they see boner, they're just no. like, dude, no. a river runs through it. Dude, do you digitize play, girl? Uh, you just know, admit I used it. To work, know no, I do. used to work on Playgirl. Do those dudes have full-on erections in those pictures? Most of those dudes have boners, yeah. Full-on erections. I, Rock no, hard. I, I like, didn't, couldn't turn the skin measure, with a vice I didn't analyze their boners, but they did... You didn't they were, analyze, you just look at it. Is it sticking straight up in the air? They were definitely more than chubs. Mm, I, I don't know. I disagree. I think she'd agree with me. I think we need girls... Thick, turgid, but not standing at attention. Not demanding anybody's attention. I don't think because I would it's, turn it's, a girl the, on. it's the warm up. It's like you're looking at the dude and you're like, oh, it's about to happen. Kendra, if you, still... Kendra if you still listen, if you still listen, you're he the barometer listens. of what women like. Give us a call 206 666 3846. What do women want? Chub or boner? Chub. <laughs> let's see. Let's play out this call.
That went in a weird direction. Um, You're still going to get quoted on that. Uh, my question has always been, is these guys that uh, come in for these penile implants, how exactly do you talk to your doctor about that? And does he have like a uh, catalog that he puts on the desk and you just pick one, you know? I don't know if they have any different uh, shapes and sizes. I really haven't looked into it myself. But yeah, I thought you guys might just be interested in that. Uh, love the show. Keep it up. And uh, talk to you later. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if they have a dick catalog. It's like, so, um, we currently have the walrus-shaped penis. Like, I wonder, like, do they say, like, or do they have, like, different porn stars? Like, well, we can give you a Ron Jeremy. I like or the John Ron Holmes. Jeremy, but I think I'm more into the John Holmes. The, the John Holmes has more length rather than girth. How about you know, this tiny, shriveled, tranny penis? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody ever goes for that. How we, would you we choose... We have to present it in, in uh, you know, honor of equal time. How would you choose uh, an inflatable penis <laughs> or versus the, 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 the bionic penis? Well, they're both bionic. Yeah, um, I guess they're both They're both bionic. cyborg dicks. Um, I just wonder I'm sure why there's pros and cons that your doctor needs to discuss with you. I'm sure there's pamphlets. There probably are pamphlets. Probably I mean, no, I there definitely are pamphlets <laughs> with like with like a picture of an older like man and woman looking at the pamphlet on the cover of the pamphlet. And when you're looking at it, you're like, they're gonna do it <laughs> with a fucking bionic dick later. He's like, I'm so gonna pump it up and stick it in you. Uh, I'm selfish. I'd I'd be about uh, I'd be all about like, okay, doc, which one feels better? Yeah, um, I think I'd I'm, probably do. Which one gives home. more feeling? Yeah. Or I think Although I'd it would probably... be pretty cool to make, like, look, it's an S. Oh, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I, I think I'd also, like, I think if I had a pump, like, inflatable dick, I think I would probably, like, see how big it could go and it might explode. I think I'd go No, it would one. explode because you just go further and further. You'd push the envelope. <laughs> like, I want the biggest inflatable penis you can ever have. Yeah. Yeah, and it might hurt me. All right, what's up? Call I would be two. scared of the inflatable dick that they would pop when you don't have that problem with the, you know, dude. The, I would the twisties, get the 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 pipe cleaner dick. Yeah, if you had the pipe cleaner dick, I think you're you'd be a little more safer because I know I would get really stoned and I'd be like, how big can I blow this dick up? <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm floating away. <laughs> or you're or, or you're passed out drunk and your girlfriend decides to play this little game. <laughs> Gonna go, Let's and see. then boom! Yeah, you just you're wo- awoken from your drunken stupor by your dick being dick exploding. Apart. You bitch, we're breaking up now. <laughs> I don't care. You don't have a dick anymore. So um, yeah, we are breaking up. All right, what, what, what's call number two? Hey, second wrong. This is uh, I'm a corrections officer in upstate New York. Uh, about your your prison vagina. They're called VPs or Susies. They're usually made out of. Uh, you need three things. Lotion, a latex glove, and a towel. So, um, not only is this good advice for uh, prisoners, but, you know, our adolescent, uh, you know, post-pubescent but still too lame to get a girlfriend listeners will also probably enjoy this. Yeah, and actually, this is a very uh, this is a very educational signal. Did he say it's called a Fifi or a Susie? I thought he said a Fupa. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe prison, I heard Fupa. Prison vagina is the technical term. <laughs> We must have discussed this. A foo Yeah, no, we, we talked about it a couple episodes back. How to make a prison vagina. Is someone put instructions on This is assuming you're not cornholing another dude, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or being punked out. Being punked out, yeah. 
Although the guy, the punky needs a person vagina, right? At that point, if you're getting your ass fucked, would you be like, you know what, dude, I'm just... This is sex yeah. for me now? <laughs> this, this is my new sex. Wow, depressing. Okay, let's go. You take a latex glove, put it in the middle of the towel, roll it up as tight as possible, stretch the uh, outside of the latex glove out over the towel, and put some lotion in there and go for it. This guy's done this at home. I was about to say, this guy's the Bob Vila of prison vaginas. Well, no, he's saying, like, I'm a corrections officer, so I've seen them do this. You know he's tried it. Dude, it sounds like to me, it sounds like to me that he gives instructional courses on how to make one. It's like, so, fellas, uh, you do know in prison, uh, you usually don't get conjugal visits. All right. You know, it's uh, you're going to be spending a lot of time alone, so let's discuss how to make a prison vagina yeah he said he's a correctional officer but he's actually the chaplain (laughs) (laughs) prison crafts prison rabbi (laughs) here's how you make a vagina (laughs) here's a prison dreidel (laughs) that's what you stick in the other end called a Susie or a Fifi or a Fufu I forget what they call it Fifi but uh just a little story for you I guess Uh, we had an inmate uh we had a guy who would he would eat his own uh feces kind of like a baby Ruth bar <laughs> and every time he'd had bad thoughts he'd uh, stick a pen down the down the shaft of his uh, penis is Jeffrey in prison in upstate New York <laughs> I was about to say I, mean, I haven't seen him in a while but I thought he was still in the yeah, I haven't right. seen him for about a month I, yeah, I don't know it's a good question and one day he did it uh, so far down he couldn't even tell he was doing it he was walking around with it pointed out of his uh, uniform basically and uh, had to be surgically removed. So, uh, there. Enjoy that. Uh, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Have a good one. Do you think they kept the pen? Just because the prison budget, the, the budget of the prison. I don't think prisoners should be allowed to have pens. It yeah, be strictly on a crayon people. basis. So, you can't shank somebody <laughs> with a crayon. <laughs> so, do you think that's like the, the prison form of like a uh, artificial erection? The pen. The pen. It's just like, you know, it's like if if you go to like a a urologist to talk about like your erectile dysfunction and uh, if you're wealthy and you have medical benefits, you can get the, the, uh, the the corkscrew penis or the the pipe cleaner penis. There are wealthy people in prison, but, but once you're in prison, everybody gets the same healthcare, which is pretty I think you just get a big pen shoved up your dick (laughs) and it's just like, all right, there, there, you have a prison boner now. Yes. I don't know. The rival gang might give you a prison boner even if you don't ask for it. I don't understand, but this guy had all sorts of problems. He was sticking a pen in his in his dick hole, and then right. also and this eating is after his, he's eating his poo. eating his poo. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you heard, but he he sticks the pen in his dick hole when he has bad thoughts, it's, which would be a problem for me because if I was in prison, I'd be having pretty much twenty four hour a day bad thoughts. So, so you think it's because correctional officers have to deal with uh, inmates like this all the time? That's why they have batons and guns. And mace. To knock the pen out of his dick? <laughs> Just to mace him in the face and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you crazy fuck? Yeah, I do. I agree. <laughs> the bulls. I, 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 feel, I feel for the bulls. Uh, yeah, no. It's, it's, God, Our it's, job. It's a job that would be very difficult. People call Sick and Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice when we have a learning experience here on Sick and Wrong. So uh, people, one of our new popular segments here is My Two Cents with Dean Lance, and apparently I think it's kind of surpassed 
the is that gay? We don't get that many is that gay questions anymore. There's only so many is that gay questions you can ask. I mean, it, it's like I touched penis heads together with my best friend. Is that gay? Yeah, that's gay. I, um, you know, I'm a jacked girl. up to a tranny or something. Yeah, yeah jacked up to gay? a tranny, or you know, my dad bummed me. Is that gay? I feel people we aren't being creative we, enough. I think we did people like five could, of them. You know, that was it. I, I think people could be a little more creative with that. But you know what? I enjoy. What they're calling it their real life experiences. I enjoy the my two cents because it, it's it's earnest. People are actually seeking out our advice, and people could ask an is that gay question in underneath the rubric of um, my two cents. Like two your cents, two cents yeah. is this gay? That's true. My two cents just expands the horizons of the segment of is that gay? Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not competing with the is that gay segment. It's just an alternate. Is segment. that gay is a subset. Of, of my two cents. If there were a Venn diagram, there'd be a big <laughs> my two cents bubble, and then a you know a tinier is that gay bubble inside it, fully inside it. There's no nothing in in is that gay that's not underneath my two cents and underneath the compass of my two cents. Yes. That's true, right? So uh, you know what, uh, Felipe, our resident audio guy, was going to make a new promo. Hasn't sent it to us yet. So here's one that I created the other night. So let me play Perfect. the new My Two Cents jingle. Ready? I, I, my, my expectations are duly lowered. It should be. <laughs> my Two Cents with Dean Lance. So there you go. What do you think? It's all right. That's not too bad. You're, you've outdone yourself. I threw in a little that ABBA. That is above average. A little ABBA. That's little above ABBA. average. You just like it because you did the voice for it. <laughs> So yes, our first, right. uh, the first my two cents here comes in from Dusty. He goes, your two cents, and in parentheses, please respond. Like he, He's really seeking out our advice here. He's not asking if he should fire your sister, is he? No. <laughs> my two cents, no. <laughs> Inside um, joke, people. So I just found out my cheating whore wife is one month pregnant. She just fucking called me and told me she's taking the kids and everything. What am I supposed to do? On the bright side, I'm heading back to Afghanistan. Please respond, Dusty. Oh, this is like a military guy's shitty wife story. You know what? I wonder if the kid is his. I think that actually factors into my my answer. If it's not your kid, I mean, I guess- he's not he's not even where she is, right? He's not he's not in Afghanistan, but he's on a, another base somewhere, apparently. Now, I think he's back home now, and he found out that his yeah, but it's not like she's wife- calling him. Why is she calling him if he's back home? It's true, yeah, maybe not. But his wife, he found out his wife was cheating on him, and she's pregnant. So I assume that it's probably pregnant with another man's child. And uh, she's like, I'm leaving you, I'm taking the kids, fuck you, and now he's got to go back to Afghanistan. You know what? My two cents for Dusty here is, this is your get-out-of-jail-free card, dude. I know you love your kids, but here you are, you got a wife that you obviously can't be with. You can't trust her. She's cheating on you. She has loose morals. Let her go. Be with another guy. And cheat on this other guy. And let her take the kids. Dude, and if you want the kids, you can just say my wife is a cheating whore. Yeah, but he's in fucking Afghanistan. That's true. I you, think, you mean he's going to make his parents take care of them while he's in Afghanistan? If I, were, if I were this guy, I'd be like, you know what, dude? Sweet. Get out of jail free. Take the kids. I'll send you a check every now and then. Yeah, but and, he might like the kids. 
This is what you don't understand because you're you're one of those. Uh, I'm just know, giving my two cents. You're a perpetual kid hater. I'm giving my two cents. Yes. I don't like kids. So if I were him, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go to Afghanistan, kill a bunch of brown people, go home, <laughs> and then fuck some strippers because yeah. I'm free of my cheating whore of a wife. What's your two cents, Wackerly? Well, my first cent, <laughs> my first hey penny, because I'm going to portion this out. It was much better for dudes in Vietnam when their girlfriends and or wives broke up with them. Because Vietnam had whores, right? That's true. That's true. Does, does Afghanistan have whores? You can't see them because they're wearing, like, bed sheets. <laughs> I'm not fucking that. Ninja I'm not outfits. paying for that till I see it. Yeah. They have heroin, which is good. Although I think the military frowns upon that. And they probably drug test. But, they, but they, yeah, they don't have hot Thai hookers or Vietnamese hookers. Right. There's no, uh, oh, you love me long time. Yeah, there's none of that. Miniskirt type yeah. thing. It's smoking a Virginia Slim. There's none of that. The only thing you really can get maybe is a drunken, like, camel fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, the camels are pretty good. <laughs> Get over there. <laughs> if you like fucking camels, yeah. come I mean, to Afghanistan. Yeah, you're not really... And there's no strip clubs in Afghanistan. Probably no brothels. If you're you're kind of screwed being over if there. If you're into bestiality and you can't come to the Seattle area, <laughs> come to Afghanistan. We're second best. What was his question, even? What he should do? He goes, what am I supposed to do? I'm on my way to Afghanistan, and my cheating whore wife's taking my kids. What do you expect? Do you um, I, you know, I got to think. You can't, you can't put your kids in foster home. You got to leave your kids with your cheating whore wife. Yeah. I'm saying it's, it's now your deal. You're going to be that guy who has a bitchy, shitty wife, and you're probably going to find a better girl when you come back. And she's going to respect the fact that you're like a loving father, but you're just going to have to get her to you know, convince her and let her know that like I got this shitty wife and I have cool kids and my cool kids, we live with my shitty wife and you, we have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. If you want some of this military dick, bitch, <laughs> so are you I murdered Jeff Gannis by the hundreds. Are you saying when he comes back, he'll get a cool girlfriend and his kids will see like, wow, my mom sucks. I like my dad's girlfriend way better. I'm going to go stay with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like a passive aggressive fuck you to the wife. It's not passive-aggressive. That's his only option. He doesn't want his kids to be in foster homes, and his parents don't want the fucking kids. So shower them with presents when you get back from Afghanistan. Yeah, I, I recommend uh, camel anus, anuses and Taliban ears. That, that works. So there you go, Dusty. hope this helps. And good luck in Afghanistan, and uh, don't get yourself killed. Watch out for those IEDs. Yeah. And I've heard the Taliban's training monkeys these days. So don't trust the monkeys. Don't trust the jihad monkeys. D, I told you we were not doing that Al Qaeda <laughs> monkey story. Don't try and slip it in at the last minute. I was making a joke there. All right. Second, uh, second My Two Cents here came in from uh, um, one of my favorite English listeners. Oh, it's, really? Uh, She's your favorite. One of my favorite English <laughs> listeners. Is it BK? Louise. Oh, it's the Louise. British chick. Yes, the hot young British chick. That's probably why she's one of my favorites. There's not that many hot young British chicks that listen to this show. Uh, (laughs) Um, She writes, hey guys, seeing as you're a pair of worldly wise critters who have probably had more gash and hot dinners, I thought you'd be the best people to propose my ludicrous problem to. I'll keep it short, but I'm a woman I'm prone to yabbering. She said, this is the basic gist of it. She graduated from university. She's about to pursue a career as a high school teacher. Really? That's all good. But after mentioning She's some... way too hot and young to be a high school teacher. Yeah, I never had any teachers that hot. The seniors are going to be like four years younger than her. That's not going to work. She's not... I don't know if that happens, if that epidemic happens in the UK where the teachers fuck the high school students. Oh, around the world it happens. Probably does. Yeah. 
She was after mentioning to friends about how in my last job, quite a few of the female staff were bitchy towards me. They remarked that it was because I'm too hot to be a teacher. Her friends said that. No, she's saying she was telling her friends that female staff at her former job. Are you sure you're parsing that sentence correctly? She goes, after mentioning to some friends about how at my last job, quite a few of the female staff were bitchy towards me because they were remarking that it was because I'm too hot to be a teacher. Okay. So the female staff at his last job were saying that he's too hot to be a teacher. Really? And that wasn't fair to the male pupils who go to school sexually frustrated enough as it is. And then they threw acid on my face. <laughs> she goes, so here's my Who's plea. Who's hot now? <laughs> so here's my plea for help. Number one, can you give me some tips on how to make oneself instantly less attractive as a woman? We'll Sweater coats. We'll still looking presentable and professional. Sweater coats and corduroy pants. Would that be an instant turnoff? Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> I hate women in corduroy. I fucking hate sweater coats. I'm not a fan of sweater coats. And you know what, though? You always see girls in the office because they're always fucking cold. Yeah. And they're always wearing those goddamn huge sweater coats that cover up any of their feminine form. It's the worst thing on the planet. If I were the Taliban, I wouldn't care about burkas or any like, shit like that. Sweater I like, coat. I would say no sweater coats. That's my religion. And I like the hot, sexy, nerdy librarian look. I like that too. But not some big, lumpy-ass sweater coat that's also probably covered in fucking shitty cat hair. And then the corduroy pants on top of that. When was the last time a girl looked hot in corduroy pants? Like Twiggy, Summer of Love? Like, I've ne- You know what? I seriously have never seen a girl hot in corduroy pants. I, I, hate, gotta- I hate corduroy. I hate the feel of corduroy, the fabric, the idea of corduroy. <laughs> I, I gotta hate. believe there was some girl in the 1960s Dude, Megan Fox would look hot in corduroy, okay? But that didn't happen. I'm saying this actually probably happened. Some girl in the 1960s had some a tight pair of corduroys on, and she had, like, you know, Summer of Love painted across her forehead, and probably her tits were flopping out underneath, like, an Indian fringed vest. That was the last time. In this day and age, there's no place for corduroy. Even on men, I don't... It's true. You know, I've never owned a pair of corduroy pants in my life. It's interesting, though, because she would still look professional and presentable in those corduroys. Oh, right, because she's trying to not be hot. So she's trying to be repulsive. Yeah. I think that would Corduroy, work. sweater coat, and uh, whatever kind of garlic-infused so, lunch you can have. And, and I think what you'd need to do is put your hair up in a bun. But see, this goes back to what I like the bun. Yeah, but if the bun it's and the glasses, bun, the sexy bun sweater coat combination. I'm not saying sexy where you can see her form and her and the contours of her female here's breasts. A, no, here's a good you one. Know? Here's a here's an even better one. Bun the hair. I don't even know if I can describe this properly. Maybe you can help me. Bun the hair, but don't have it the, don't have it tightly wrapped around your skull skull up to the bun. Bun it, and then I have it kind of spill out loosely yeah, sp- under the bun. Or rat's nest. Like rat's bird's nest. nest. Bird, is it rat's nest <laughs> or bird's nest? It's, maybe you can get a rat and a bird in there. <laughs> Some pieces of... Pa- like, if you're three-hole punching shit, you can have the little... Like, but the is dot, that presentable you know, the, the hole professional? Like, well, yeah, it was just three-hole punching shit, and it got into my shitty fucking hair. But then she would look like a, you know, like a 40-year-old spinster, though, with That's that look. That's what she's going for. But that, is that professional? Yeah. Have you I, seen I T-World? Can you picture some of your female teachers? But the thing is with Louise, though, and this is what I want to say to her, 
It's going to be very difficult to make you not look attractive. You're oh, younger. You're younger than all the other teachers that work there. So the, your your other staff, the staff is going to be like 15 years older than you. Of course, they're going to hate you. Well, we have ways to age people too. I mean, how how many nights a week are you going out and boozing heavily? Ooh, that's true. Are you smoking? All right. Smoking is going to do two things. It's going to age your skin and it's going to brown your teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to recommend that you drink at least like five cups of coffee, and that will also do two things because it will brown your teeth, breath, and it will give you horrible breath. That's true. So I, okay. I know the English people don't like coffee, but really, Louise, you're going to have to learn to like it. So Louise, you're going to need to go invest in a couple of sweater coats, uh, some corduroy pants. I think tan is good. Um, the green beige taupe. Yeah, beige taupe. Yeah, you that know what works. we're getting at here. Uh, start a smoking habit and uh, definitely drink at least five cups of coffee and then work that hair into a rat's nest bun. I think the coffee is a third benefit <clears throat> in that it'll wire you up and make you a total bitch. How about eye patch? Is that too far? That's too far. Okay. She's not a <laughs> All right, we're, her second question here. Solution here. She says... Um, would you – she says her male friends claim that having a hot teacher around would make them resentful. Would you feel resentful as a student having a hot teacher? I don't think I would be consciously resentful. But I would just be a worse student. I, I think I was describing my chemistry teacher last week. You know? Yeah, there was – He was like r- morbidly obese, had MS, the worst coma I've ever seen, horrible breath. He drank probably six cups of coffee every day. He looks like a, an ogre or something. Did he have sweatpants or did he have corduroy pants? He no, he he wore the short sleeves with the t-shirt because he was like an ex, you know, PhD chemist. I hate women in sweatshirts. That might work too. Jessica Biel in Flashdance sweatshirt can work pretty good. Yeah, okay, that's a cut up one. But I'm saying like a college sweatshirt with their university I'm just logo you, on it. You're in a gray area there, and Louise isn't looking for gray area. Okay, she's looking, right. for, she's solid looking for solid definite. Yeah, I forgot what we were even talking. Okay, about. Okay, but she, so she. I saying, would become a worse student if I, if all my teachers were hot. I I would be like at my parents' place smoking weed right now without a job. Yeah, exactly. I would be unemployed too. And I think that I think the fact of the matter is, if you're hot, and I don't want to like bolster your your male friends' assertions here, but it's true. It's true. You know, it, if if you have hot, attractive teachers, it's a distraction. Yeah, I'm not sitting there listening, looking at what they're writing on the board. I'm looking at your ass. Right. And that's it's, and that's a Maybe fact. Maybe she would write the lessons on her ass. But if she had a... improve their performances. <laughs> For some had... reason, I never forget the Pythagorean theorem because it just always pops into my head and it just appears on two supple butt cheeks. So there you go. Uh... Wait, can I add something? Oh, yeah, one there, There's an ad right here. You know who needs to be you know, pulled up by their, their ear hair? Is Louise's guy friends. Why? What the fuck is... Why are they like lavishing all this praise upon her? Like, dudes, be cool. Oh, you mean don't, you don't know why? Because they're trying to bone her. That's not how you do it. If every dude that's one of our friends is like, oh, Louise, you're so hot. You can't be a school teacher. You're too hot to be. Yeah, isn't that right, Malcolm? Oh, yeah, I'll think you're very well. You're well, you're well sexy. Like, dude, you guys, nobody's going to get into her pants. 
I think you, you guys are gonna get her pants. The dude who comes along who is like a millionaire, and you guys are gonna be left in the dust. I think the dude that be gets cool. her pants is Australian. You gotta do it Australian style. Just ride a crocodile into her heart. No, just get her <laughs> wasted on Foster's, well, yeah. fist a crocodile in front of her, and then, dude, you're gonna be. She's gonna like break her pelvis, opening her legs for you. She'll be impressed by your feats of strength. Hell but that yeah. that Australian guy is not gonna tell her that she's too hot to be a school teacher. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think your I friends think are, your has friends a boyfriend, are flattering. actually, and he's quite the hipster, if I've seen the pictures correctly. No offense. He's probably a great guy. <laughs> so there you go, people. Right in. I hope, I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you, uh, Louise. And, uh, yeah, invest in some sweater coats. <laughs> so, people, um, you can send in your My Two Cents questions to Podcast at hotmail.com. Wackily. Should, couple... they put, should they put My Two Cents in the subject line so you can sort them out easier? That would be helpful. That would be helpful. Although they usually just put that's fuck just you in the subject line. <laughs> but that's all the emails. So how do you get it, you know? Yeah, it's hard to differentiate. Fuck you, my two cents. So uh, a couple of announcements here. Big ups to Jesse for ordering, uh, ordering us some dickle over at the uh, BevMo. Wackerly oh, loves the dickle. Dickle is Hell's Angel whiskey. You know, I should Biker make a shirt with just your face saying... I love the dickle. <laughs> that works. Um, but this guy has some real dedication. He was relentless in his pursuit of ordering this liquor. Because apparently BevMo kept denying him. They're like, you have to come here and you have to show your credit card to pick up the liquor. Yeah, they can, Which, be, they can be hurtful. But, I mean, we've had tons of fans that have ordered us from the Van Ness BevMo. And I've just walked over there and picked it up. But haven't they also said that they have to jump through hoops? And, conv- and make up stories and things. Conduramator had to make yeah, up some story that exactly. was like in a fight with my boyfriend or something. But so anyway, Jesse ended up ended up buying it. He said, it's dickle number 12. I suppose best bet is to pick it up when your friend's working. I gave him my friend's name that works there. I have a package ready to mail as well. It's hard for me to find the time to make it to the post office. Take it easy. Enjoy the dickle. You know, Jesse... The dickle is gift enough. Thank you for sending that to us. That's yeah. awesome. I admire this guy's dedication. Which is to say, aside from the booze, we don't care about any of the crap you're going to send us. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. So uh, big ups to you, Jesse. We're going to do a quick drink to you. Thank you. Dickle. Here's to Jesse. Tastes great. I wish that as a girl. Chin. Also, um, Harvey Picard died this week. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to do a... I, RV. I really, everybody keeps emailing me like, oh man, you're into comics, that's sad. Well, he's old and crotchety. He was old and crotchety. But I, didn't even enjoy, I enjoyed American helping. Splendor and the movie's great. So people, if you haven't great. seen it, go check it out. Paul Giamatti he was great. You, you've Pico. seen his old footage on Letterman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in He was in an awesome Somebody man. else died. Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. By the way, I was I was more fond of uh, Harvey Pico. Oh, yeah, I have no fondness for Steinbrenner. I just, yeah, neither do I. I do have a fondness for... Larry David as George Steinbrenner on Seinfeld. <laughs> that was always good. People, if you haven't already, go uh, become a member right now of the Sick and Wrong Forum. You can become a member of the Swarm. That's what we call the forum people. So sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com. And just so you know, we give back. I got an email here from Steve-O. He says, help a member of the Swarm out. Dean Lance, I'm a longtime listener. Steve-O from Maine. I was wondering if you could talk about a full-length indie film I'm in called The Zombies Are Coming to Town. We just finished filming, and we need to raise funds for all the other bullshit. Here's the link to the website people can make donations at. I don't even want to read it, but we'll put it up on our site. 
What say the name of the movie again? The it's zombies called Zombies are coming. are coming to Town. Oh, Zombies Are Coming to Town. The minimum donation is five bucks, but if anyone donates a twenty, you'll get a copy of the movie when it's released. So there you go, Steve O. People go donate and help out the zombies are coming to town. You know I'll donate I'll twenty bucks for a DVD of an independent zombie movie. I think that's cool, I'll but I that. kinda think uh, they could have come up with a better title. Maybe it's ironically bad. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's like zombie Santa Clauses yeah. or something. Like you know, it, it doesn't Santa have like a Christmas Claus is theme. coming to town. Boop, boop. Zombie Santa Claus. I, I think that could work. So there you go, Steve-O. Go check it out, people. Zombies are coming to town and uh, help Steve-O by donating to his movie. I always like independent film. Um, subscribe to the show via iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and give us a comment. We have like well over 700 ratings. Yes. We're doing well in iTunes, especially for an indie podcast. But the faster and more furious the comments come, the more highly placed we are on that like featured page. I've noticed that. I've noticed when, when people start putting more comments and, and, uh, and, and rating us, we, we usually get like – we're usually in the top ten on that feature yeah. page. Right. But when the comments lull and when my tears start a-flowing is when I open up the page and we're not there. Seriously, when we're not on that – featured page i'm in my bathroom having a rape shower like, I, like seriously there's like i, I got my uh-huh. my arms crossed and i'm right. crying and crying the water's, the water's falling game, on me for like yeah. 45 minutes so people go help uh, out help Nobody out the show that to happen do they no you don't want d simon to have to take a rape shower because we're not in the featured podcast section on itunes there's other reasons we do want you to take a rape shower exactly that's not one of that's them. not it also, uh, we have the brand new Sick and Wrong tees. If you haven't checked out the new Sick and Wrong photo shoot, I don't know what you're waiting for because there's like, I got pictures of sluts wearing Sick and Wrong shirts. I'm sure Holly will appreciate your calling her a slut. I think she actually enjoyed that. <laughs> but uh, no, there's two sluts wearing Sick and Wrong shirts. We did a whole photo shoot. You're right. There's and, and it's on Facebook. And you can see what the shirt looks like. Actually, the real shirts aren't cut up, which I think it's good that Wackerly pointed that out. I clarified that on the uh, Clarified that on there. Yeah. But we do have the new shirts. A reinterpretation of a classic design. Well, you can't tell from the picture. It's like a two-tone ink, so it's sort of like sparkly silver. Right? Am I right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like this flat, sparkly It doesn't silver. come across in the pictures. It's not like gray. Yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult to see. But if you look at it, it's like sparkly silver. It's kind of cool. It's, it's, not, it's not like Twilight Vampire sparkly. It's just there's, there's a sort of nuance to it. It's not like village people sparkly. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not like Teletubbies yeah. sparkly. Okay? <laughs> but people, go check it Go, go check it out. Go, go to the Sick and Wrong site. Type, click on store and order yourself a Sick and Wrong tea. And, uh, yeah, you, you do a good job of uh, supporting the show, and it's the best way to help us out. It's a good exposure that we need. Also, um, finally here, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Brad the Impaler. Gentlemen! Gentlemen, he writes. I have a worthy submission for being Song of the Week. It's Kick a Baby by the Tiger Lilies. They're a limey group that consists of a stand-up bass, drums, and an accordion. The lead singer sings in a falsetto, and most of the songs are about rape, venereal disease, bestiality murder, and whores dying in the cold. Great <laughs> yeah, stuff. That's my, whores dying in the cold. That's a, the name of a novel. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's awesome. Or at least a great, like, comic strip. Yeah. Whores dying in the cold. I don't know if you're going to get picked up by King Features' signature <laughs> with that one. But... 
<laughs> Gentlemen, keep it sick, etc. Bradley Impaler. You know, I looked it up. I uh, had never heard of this band before, but they're quite amazing. What are they called? The Tiger Lilies. Tiger Lilies. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the song's called Kick a Baby. It's from an album called Urine Palace. <laughs> There's another song on it called Gonorrhea on the album, so let's check it out. But we're going to end the show here, episode 235, with Kick a Baby by the Tiger Lilies. People will be back next week with episode 236. Till then, take a sleaze. Good night. When I'm tired of all the murder and I'm tired of all the rape and all the little children whose necks I'd break that's when I satisfy what I hold most dear. I'll kick a little baby, or maybe an old lady. I'll kick a little baby down the stairs. Sneak up behind them like a hunter stalks his prey. episode you know celebrity miscarriages of justice and i was just so disappointed that it was it wasn't what i thought it was i thought you were going to be talking about celebrities who had miscarriages who shouldn't be having kids so it was like a miscarriage of justice but but uh no it was just some pop culture bullshit that went on way too long all right peace keep it sick keep it wrong